0: Grace, mercy, and peace be multiplied to each of you in the knowledge of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Well, I want to welcome you all to the Sword of the Spirit podcast. I'm your host, Minister Marcus Taylor. And as always, it's a privilege, an honor, and a joy for me to come before you, the people sharing in the word of the Lord. On tonight, our topic is talking about one of mercy. Talking about mercy on tonight. I don't know how many times people even realize or think about the mercy of God, how important it is to each of us, but we're going to be talking about that tonight. So I pray that you get your Bibles and that you get pen and paper to write the scripture references down because we're going to be going through the word of the Lord talking about mercy. I also want to say, I pray that everyone is being safe. Um, I say this almost in every podcast. Um, only because I care and I'm concerned about each and every one of you. Um, take the necessary precautions. Wear your mask. Wash your hands thoroughly as much as you can. Um, social distance when all possible. I can't say this enough. This pandemic, this virus is not going to go away until everyone gets on the same page and will adhere to the instructions of local governments and even national governments concerning how we're supposed to behave in order to rid us of this pandemic. I don't think that things that were will ever be the same again. That's just my own personal opinion. This is the new norm. And what I think is happening is people are trying to force things to go back to normal. And you can't do that. It's not going to happen. Um, What you're going to see and what we have seen that it was, I can't say, I can't even say it was under control. But people have decided that they were tired of getting, being cooped up. I get it. You know, being placed on quarantine in your homes, that's, that was, that was a hard time. But to do that and then. Decide that you're going to take matters into your own hands is not solving the problem. It's only made it worse. That you have to understand, we don't have a a remedy for this. We don't have a vaccine for this. People need to wake up and stop being, in some cases, selfish. Now, if you have to get out, of course, you must work and take care of your families. That's why I said, if you have to, that's different. I work every day. And I'm uh, taking the precautions necessary when I'm on my job, along with all my, empl- my employees um, that I work with. We're all doing the same thing, trying to make sure that we're adhering to what we need to do. And I kind of been, I'm rambling on about this, but it's it's just so vitally important in the day and time we're living in people. We got to realize that if you don't do it for yourself, do it for other people. You're placing everyone else at risk when you're not wearing your mask, when you're breathing on people's faces. You don't know if you're a carrier or not. Go get tested and find out for sure. Even in the midst of that, do your part. Wash your hands, wear your mask, social distance where possible. Just going out partying and having a good time and having these great big gatherings and stuff. All that's doing is just spreading this. To places where it probably wouldn't have spread, had people not paid attention and decided, okay, we're not going to have pool parties, we're not going to go to the clubs, we're not going to just hang out in large gatherings. Well, okay, well I've rampaled. I've I've gone on long enough about that. Let's get to the to the meat of what we're here for tonight, and we're going to be talking about mercy. But before we do. Um, I want to go ahead and give us a word of prayer. Most heavenly and righteous Father, Lord, we thank you on today for your grace and your mercy for allowing us to see one more day. It's because of you, Lord, that we live, we move and we have our being and we could do nothing aside from you. Thank you, Father God, for being so merciful, so kind, so gracious to us to allow us to be living in this day. Thank you, Father God, for allowing us to see the error of our ways. Lord, help us, direct us, guide us in this dark hour. Help us to be governed by your word. Thank you for your precious Holy Spirit. We need your spirit to guide us in this time, Lord God, and we're asking that you will continue to show us your truth. Lord, we know it's a dark time that we're living in, but we put our trust totally in you. And Lord, as always, I Definitely decrease. and I'm asking and pleading, begging the Holy Spirit to increase. Let the words of my mouth on tonight and the meditation of my heart, let it be acceptable in your sight. These things I pray in the mighty name of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is so. Thank God and amen. All right, we're going to be talking about mercy. Talking about mercy. And let me say this. Um, We must understand that there are many fundamental teachings important to the body of Christ, uh, such as salvation and faith, love, and of course the gospel, just to name a few. But as I've mentioned on tonight, we'll be going to discuss one of a, I would say, a monumental importance to us all and we're talking about mercy. Now, this is a very familiar term to the believer. We use it in our prayers. Uh, We preach about it in our churches. We even refer back to it when we are sharing our faith in our evangelistic efforts. But do we really understand how vitally important mercy is to us? Let me give you a definition of what mercy is, starting off mercy means to be compassionate or kind it also means forbearance shown towards an offender enemy or other person it also means to have compassion on one's offenses this term mercy can be connected to a variety of ethical religious social and of course legal contexts I want to go back to the origin of mercy. Although we refer to mercy in the realm of the natural. It's beginning originates in the supernatural. And when you talk about the supernatural, it's talking about in the mind of God. Mercy is actually a special kind of love. It is the act of showing compassion on those who do not deserve it in the third chapter of genesis we find god's first act of mercy in this third chapter we have the account of adam and eve and the sin that caused their particular fellowship with god to be severed which we also know led to their banishment from the garden of eden but it is this separation this judgment That also prompts God's sovereign mercy. It appears as though God is thinking about the difficulties and the trials that await Adam and Eve because of their choice to disobey, resulting in sin. But We also much realize in this particular story that as any loving father would, God still loved his children. In the book of 1 John chapter 3, looking at verse 1, the Bible declares, Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called sons of God. It is in this father-to-son type of love that we find God's abundant mercy. Although Adam and Eve had to leave the garden, God still, with his love, wanted to protect them. Listen to what it says in Genesis chapter 3 and verse 21. Unto Adam and also to his wife did the Lord make coats of skins and he clothed them. We must understand family that sin will leave a person exposed, vulnerable and unprotected. In this scene in Genesis 3.21, God's mercy acts as a type of covering both physically from the, the, the natural elements that would soon await both Adam and Eve. But also these coats that God provided for them would or can be seen as spiritual coverings in the form of his abundant mercy mixed with its twin, as we know, grace. There are many examples in the Bible covering or displaying God's abundant mercy. The account of Adam and Eve is only one of many. The word of God itself is an act of God's love and mercy towards us. It gives us a history of all creation. The way that the anticipated everlasting life being with God is revealed to us only by only by his grace and, of course, his mercy. As I mentioned briefly, grace and mercy are almost always mentioned together. But you have to understand they're not the same. Many people get the two mixed up. Although they are closely related, yet they are different. Now, grace, we know, is God's unmerited favor. And mercy Is God not giving us the punishment that we actually deserve? In Ephesians chapter 2, looking at verses 4 and 5, the Bible says, But God, who is rich in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, has made us alive together with Christ by the grace of God. You have been saved. Also in Psalm 51 and verse 1, we read these words. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. So as we can see, although similar, grace and mercy are different. In scripture, the first occurrence of the word mercy is found in Genesis chapter 19 and verse 19. Behold, now thy servant has Found grace in thy sight, and thou hast magnified thy mercy, which you have shown me in saving my life. And I cannot escape to the mountain lest some evil take me and I die. This account is concerning Lot and the destruction of the cities that we know as Sodom and Gomorrah. Also, we have another figure that we need to pay attention to who also was granted grace and mercy through his whole life. And that's David. David himself wrote about mercy of God in Psalms 33 and verse 22. It says, let thy mercy, O Lord, be upon us according as we hope in thee. Mercy was and is prompted by God because it's a part of who he is. Mercy fuels compassion, providing light in a dark and dying world as we live in. Mercy chooses not to be offended and God compassionately displayed mercy by his expression of love, giving or sacrificing his son, Jesus Christ, to die for us all for the remissions of our sins. In Romans 5. Verses 8 through 10, it demonstrates God's mercy towards us by saying, But God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more then, being now justified or declared not guilty by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if we were enemies, which we were, we were reconciled by God by the death of his Son, Jesus Christ. Much more, now being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. You just missed your praise break right there. Glory be to God, thanking him for his sacrifice. Thanking him for the shed blood that covers the multitude of my sins. And saving me and bringing me back into right fellowship with God. Mercy has given us pardon from the penalty of death that we definitely deserve because of the sin that we commit every day. Every morning, you're privileged to see another day. Me and you and all who profess Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior should tell God, Thank you for your mercy. Because He didn't have to give it, family, but by and through His love, He does. Listen to what the Bible says in Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 and 23. The Bible says it is of the Lord's mercies, notice it's plural, that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. This is, get get this point here. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Yes, God is faithful and his mercy is endures forever mercy is not just a byword used to make our prayers sound good or more spiritual nor it is a word that should be taken lightly mercy family is an expression of the love of god towards a people who deserve death and the death penalty but have been given freedom by a holy and righteous god I believe that the church, the ecclesia, needs to have a different frame of mind when it comes to the mercy of God. You must understand that there are benefits to mercy aside from total forgiveness. Such as we have peace through God's mercy. We have the love of God through his mercy. And we can have joy through his mercy. The world through a perspective of Christ does not view mercy the same way we do. They don't realize that mercy is something that you can't earn. It has to be given. When we submit to God's merciful ways, we choose to acknowledge peace. And apart from Christ Jesus, this is impossible. Thankfully, his mercies are new every morning, as I just read in Lamentations. In Psalms 86 and verse 15, the Bible says this, But you, O Lord, are full of compassion, gracious, long-suffering, and plenteous in mercy and in truth. What we must understand is mercy is a cornerstone. It's a cornerstone characteristic of God, evidenced by its repetition all throughout the scripture. Mercy is mentioned 262 times the King James Version, of course. Which lets me know how important, how vital, how paramount mercy is to me. As God has chosen to be merciful to us, we must also be merciful, merciful concerning others. I say that again. As God has saw fit to be merciful to us, we also... Must be merciful to other people. God certainly chose to be merciful to his people. This is apparent by the fact that he loved us. Despite our ongoing rebellion and unfaithfulness. So now I want to give you four examples of mercy. Number one. God showed mercy countless of times to the children of israel as you know if you read your word in exodus chapter 16 and verse 3 the bible says this and the children of israel said unto them would to god we had died by the hand of the lord in the land of egypt when we sat by the flesh pots and when we did eat bread to the full for you have brought us forth into this wilderness To kill this whole assembly with hunger. In this example. We have the children of Israel complaining. As they did throughout all scripture. I'm so glad. That God is is long suffering. And he is patient. And they should experience. They they did experience God's. Gracious mercy. And his peace and his patience. Because they complained and murmured murmured about all kinds of stuff. God just constantly did miracles over and over for them and they still complain. But the sad part about it is just as the children of Israel complained, griped, and murmured against God, we do the same thing today. And because of the fact that God is abundant in mercy, He doesn't give us what we deserve, because to be honest with you, family, we don't even deserve to be here. It's only because of grace, mercy and love of God that we're even alive to this day. If no one else would say it, thank you, Lord. Now, my second example in scripture comes by the way of one of the Bible's most popular figures. And I use this person a lot. And his name is David. As we have found out, David was a man after God's own heart. He was a slayer of the giant Goliath, a chosen chosen king. But he also committed adultery with someone else's wife and then had the audacity to even have her husband killed to cover up his sin. When you get time, read the story of David and Bathsheba in Second Samuel chapters 11 and 12. Now, we we watch TV and the drama that's on TV, but I'm telling you, the Bible has some stuff that will put some of these TV shows to shame. It is the true love of God, family, that I want to view in Psalms 51 and 1. This is a familiar verse of scripture, um, Psalms 51, talking about David. This is is referring to um, his situation when he did sin with Bathsheba. Listen to what it says in verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to the loving kindness, according to the multitude of thy tender mercies. Again, it's plural. God has many mercies for us. Not just one mercy, but he he displays many. It, It finishes out, blot out my transgression. David, although making mistakes, as we all do, still... Reverence God as the Lord of his life. Still in that 51 Psalm, verse 10 says we find these words, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now here David makes his plea to God, and by God's abundant mercy, God hears his plea and forgives his sin by showing him mercy. My third example. The Apostle Paul was an enemy of the church prior to his road to Damascus experience. He was responsible for the death of many Christians in that time. One of the most notable was Stephen. You can read in the book of Acts chapter 7, verses 59 through 81. For the sake of time, I won't read that, but it's a story on how Stephen was stoned to death for his faith. And then on that point, let me let me say this too. We're not persecuted like they were back at that time. Men and women who profess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior were literally killed. We have to realize that God has shown us his mercy by allowing us this dispensation of time or this time period which is what dispensation means, a time period of grace. But I also will throw in a dispensation of God's mercy. He has been merciful to us. And again, we haven't, we haven't received what we actually should have received. Now, Paul, as I'm talking about here, formerly known as Saul, supported the efforts to destroy Christianity altogether. He was actually responsible for the death of many Christians. But then Paul ran into my Jesus. In the book of Acts chapter 9 and verse 5, the Bible says this. And he said, who are you, Lord? Then Jesus said to him, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Saul was struck blind, but Open his eyes to see Jesus. The mercy that was given to Saul ignited his faith. And it propelled him and his ministry forward. When the Lord shows us mercy, it should prompt thanksgiving. It should prompt praise. It should give us a sense of being humble and a humbleness of heart and a mindset of the goodness of God because none of us deserves mercy it comes from a heart of love that comes from God towards his children number four another example of mercy shown to us in scripture is the woman caught in adultery turn your attention to John chapter 8 and I want to look at verses 6 through 8 in this account A woman was caught in adultery. The Bible says the very act of it. Well, at that particular time, the penalty for such an offense was death. How do I know this? In the Bible, in the scriptures, in the book of Leviticus chapter 20 and verse 10, listen to what the Bible says. The man who commits adultery with another man's wife or he who commits adultery with his neighbor's wife Or the adulterer and the adulteress shall be surely be put to death. So this man and this woman, both according to the law, were deserving of the penalty of death. Jesus being asked, tested by the religious leaders of that time, were trying to get Jesus caught up. But Jesus gave an answer that even to this particular day, was so profound and wise that every time I read it personally, it gives me chills. Jesus stooped down and writes something in the ground, which we don't know what he was writing. But he rises up again and he says, he who is without sin among you, you throw the first stone. It is this same mercy shown to this woman that has been afforded to each of us today. Our sins cry out guilty, but the mercy of God says, no, not guilty. Pardon by the blood of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Mercy, as stated earlier, is an extension of the love of God towards those who do not deserve it. Every morning, you and I are blessed to see another day we should take time to thank God. For another opportunity to get it right. So the next time you wake up, if you allow God allows you in the morning to see another day, before you put your foot on the floor, open your eyes and look up and say, Thank you, God, for your mercy. Because He didn't have to do it. I am reminded of an old hymn based off of Psalms 103. This is a very old hymn because it was written actually in 1834. In the last stanza of this song, the lyrics proclaim. Father, like he tends and spares us. Well, our feeble frame he knows. In his hand, he gently bears us. Rescues us from all our foes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Widely, yet his mercy flows. All throughout the chambers of time, we are reminded of the abundant mercy given, not out of obligation, not given because of works rendered, but simply because God loves us. Each example of mercy shown to us in scripture is a a reminder to us of the graciousness of God. It also should be a teacher in the sense to prompt each of us to show mercy. Yes, that same mercy that was afforded to us. We should give it to others. In the book of Titus. Chapter three and verse five, the Bible says he saved us not because of righteous things we had done, but because of his mercy, he saved us through the washing of rebirth and Renewal by the Holy Spirit. So what does mercy mean to you? The the society that we live in is entrenched with entitlement along with pride. But there are also those who are needy and oppressed. We as the body of Christ are not to sit idly by and not to show mercy to others when God has given us mercy. The tendency is to act sinful, selfish, and prideful. But because we have been pardoned and declared not guilty, we must, and I'll say it again, we must show others the same mercy that has been afforded to us. In the book of Matthew chapter 5 and verse 7, the Bible says, blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. As I finish up, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, looking at verse 12, the Bible says this. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Skip down to verse 14. If you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly father will forgive you. Now, I had to have you to understand this. The mercy of God should prompt you all throughout your day to be thankful. The mercy of God should prompt you and me all throughout our day to be thankful. I need you to understand this before I come to a close here. We were enemies of God, deserving of his wrath. An eternal separation from God, but because of the love that He shared towards us, and how did He share that love by giving us His Son, providing Jesus Christ as the spotless Lamb, giving as a sacrifice for the remissions of our sins, we are now back in right standing with God, and we have eternal salvation. That's one thing If you can't praise God for nothing else on today. Thank him for the blood and the act of love that was given to us in the form of his son, Jesus Christ. Well, there you have it. We've talked about mercy on tonight. And I pray that something was said to trigger your mind to want to know more about God's mercy. It's all in his word. I've only given you a small Glimpse into the mercy of God. Take time to study. it, As the Bible says in 2 Timothy 2.15. Study to show thyself approved. A workman unto God that needs not being ashamed. Rightly dividing the word of truth. So I pray that something was said. That will have you in a state of thankfulness. So until next time. And all you're getting. By all means family. Please get and understanding be safe and be blessed